Jennifer Creswell, a palliative care chaplain and the vicar of St. Andrews in North Portland. A few advents ago, my dear friend Kathy Douglas, the music minister at St. Luke's in Gresham, put this poem of Macrina Viedercare's to music. My heart can see into the darkness and my prayer travels deep where the eternal one waits with love i listen keeping vigil with the mystery with the one who waits for me I am with the one who waits for me. I don't like Christmas. It stresses me out. As soon as Thanksgiving is over, the onslaught begins and I want to hibernate in the woods. I think I'm not alone in this. And I know as well that many people just love the festive season, my spouse included. We argue over Christmas music. He starts listening to it in October, although he whistles it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas year-round, while I like to save it up for Advent. Music helps us through the seasons. I'm one of the many people whose mental health is affected by the changing seasons here in the Northwest. In the long days of summer, I'm almost giddily happy. Gratitude and peace and contentment come easily and fill my days. I'm a gardener. So there's also the daily change and growth and beauty of life outside to keep me delighted and feeling so damn lucky to be alive. In the lighter months, I have an invisible layer of insulation from the everyday anxieties and disappointments that life brings. They just don't bother me as much. Then August comes with its achingly beautiful, long shadows and golden light. September, October, the garden turns black and slimy. We don't see the sun for weeks at a time, and the nights get longer. My mood shifts accordingly. I start playing Anonymous Four's album of songs composed by Hildegard of Bingen, 11,000 Virgins, on repeat. These songs herald fall in our house. They bring some comfort and hope for the dark time ahead. You know how in a church, if a new thing gets tried once or twice, it's a tradition? And it can be hard to replace it because we've always done it that way. Well, I was truly tickled when my son, a music major in college, texted in October to ask, Mom, what's that album of chant we always listen listen to in the fall? We're studying polyphony right now, and I'm pretty sure my professor just played it. Apparently, 11,000 Virgins has become a tradition in our family. 11,000 Virgins sees us through most of November, and then the week of Thanksgiving, I start listening to George Winston's album, December. The spare piano solos feel just right for the shedding and tucking away it feels like the season calls us to. But December. I start sweating when I think of all the concerts and holiday parties and festive gatherings and all the gifts. God, the gifts. It all feels like too much in my social context where we have beyond everything that we need. 
and we show our love year-round in ways that aren't always material. The pressure to remember all the gifts we need to buy, to choose the right gift for the right person, although there's no shortage of loud ad suggestions promising to customize the gift-giving and gift-receiving experience precisely for you and all the unique individuals in your life. Also, to respond to the appeals to use our generosity to bless others. Of course, and yes, and it's all good, but all of it crammed into a single month in the darkest time of year because Christ was born? What I want in Advent is light in the darkness. What I've come to dread feels more like a 300-watt fluorescent strobe light right in front of my face. Every December, I start fantasizing about a little cabin in the snowy woods, a place where darkness feels dark and light feels light. That's not where I live. That's not the life I've chosen. And there is some peace in recognizing that this life, this life I'm living, isn't right or wrong, but I can try for some balance. So I light a candle as the sun goes down. I pull the curtains closed. And that single flame burning in the dark is all I need. That one tiny light at the same time magnifies the darkness and subdues it. A single voice reaching for notes in the silence is enough to sanctify these holy, dark days. Would we have noticed Jesus if he'd come into our lives in a blaze of light and trumpets and glory? Would we have understood him as different from everything that came before and everything that would come after? If he had chosen to impress, would we understand who he really is? If he'd tried to get our attention, would we be able to turn away from all the other shiny things? We put lights on our houses and decorate trees and invite the neighbors over to frost cookies, and there is beauty in all of it. I can acknowledge that, even on the stressful days. But all he needed was a stable in a small town. No orchestra, but the sound of animals being themselves. No neon sign, but a single star. And the lone light in a dark night is a tiny child born in the way humans are born, at once magnifying and subduing the darkness. Reverberation of the Spirit is a production of Trinity Episcopal Cathedral in Portland, Oregon. Music for this podcast was performed by Dr. Catherine Webb. For more information, go to www.trinity-episcopal.org.